uh, a throwback uh, location in Roselle Park, New Jersey. You were familiar with Roselle Park, uh, New Jersey, John? I mean, yes, but I, you know, I it is I so. There. Yeah, it is so old school. It's not Roselle. Roselle, right? no, it is. Roselle there's Park. Roselle Park and there's Roselle? Rochelle Park, and there's Roselle. Yeah, this was Roselle's Roselle. Where all of the tomato gangsters live. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the old ones are in Lodi. Yeah. The the, the newbie uh, gangsters from about thirty years ago were in Roselle. So Roselle Park it was definitely a throwback. It was a deli, and I loved it because they had on the loudspeaker outside as soon as you walk inside. Uh, music playing, which I, you know, we're both big fans of music, and it was music from the 50s and early 60s. Yeah, like, not really Motown so much, just like uh, that early rock and really, I mean, some people might consider it corny now. Oh, I can't remember any. Ah, jeez. You know, come on, John. It was like two hours ago. You expect me to remember? Rock from the late 60s. Or late 50s. Late 50s. So it wasn't like rock around the clock, Bill Haley and the Comets. That was early 50s, right? But it was kind of like corny. Um, You know that where they used to play a Splish Splash? That's. Kansas City. Splish Splash is Bobby Darren. All right. Well, he was jazz. Yeah, well, yeah. He was really a jazz singer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Had a great voice. Was he a Jersey guy? Yeah. No? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, like, well, like that genre of music. And it was just, like, so, I love you know that old Bobby stuff. Bobby Darren's real name was? Uh, Gino Colucci or something? I think it was Waldo Rosado. Very impressive. Yeah. Well, I might have met uh, a sister of his because th- this location I went to has been there for 45 years. It was like a scene out of the Sopranos. This is in Roselle. Roselle Park. I said all of the yeah. there now. Very blue collar, you know, and which is my type of neighborhood. Very blue collar, neighborhood store. You walk in, you got the old music playing, and the proprietor is the original owner, and she's a spry, she. Let me guess, a spry 80. 85 years old. 85 years That's old. <laughs> she's about, <laughs> I love that. She's about 18 women in one. First of all, she's that typical old Italian where she was about maybe two and a half to three feet tall. <laughs> but yet when she stared at you, you're like, I did something wrong. Like, what's going on? What did I do? Are you okay? Mustache. Do you need something? No, I tell you what, at 80, she was pretty, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, very much, she still had all her faculties. Uh, she owned the place? Yeah, she was the owner. What's the name of the joint? Plug it. Uh, her name is Diorio's Deli. Nice. Diorio's. Yes. Do you remember we had a Diorio in... Uh, Gina Diorio. What? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, she was a grammar school friend. Of well, me. my friend dated her, and I, I think she broke my friend's heart, because I asked him if, she, if they knew her. And he goes, I think my father's brother's family was up that way, you know, because yeah, yeah. this is one of those people, like, they didn't she's leave. A, she's a social media friend of mine. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, like, these people, like, don't even leave that four-block area, like, within the last 30 years, Maybe. you know. Yeah. But it was such an old-school place. It, it felt so good to be there. I mean, it was just amazing, you know. And everybody who walked in the door knew everybody, first name, last name. It was unbelievable. You know, mentioning her, I could see her face in the, you know, 
those glass pictures. Yeah, yeah. Three, four rows. Yeah. We're all wearing the same shit. The girls, oh, yeah. the girls have a, a red turtleneck with a jumper yeah. and, <laughs> and striped long stockings with yeah. patent leather shoes. Yeah. But I had a second grade teacher. I'm going to say her name because I'm sure she's long. She's so far gone, she's probably already, uh, you know, a 15-year-old uh, reincarnate. Okay. Mrs. Davies, God bless her. I love Mrs. Davies, but Mrs. Davies <laughs> used to get Was so, she older or younger, John? She, well, you know, when you're in second grade yeah. and somebody is 50, oh, yeah. so they she look was... like they're 250. Yeah. And, you know... Um, she used to get so, like, flash fire, explosive, angry oh. at second graders. <laughs> and she had a big wooden desk in the front of the room, and she had yeah. all sorts of shit on it, you know. Yeah. Pencil holders, staplers, you know, pencil sharpeners, yeah. all of that crap, books piled up. And I would say maybe once a month, she would she would scream out of nowhere and say, I've had enough! <laughs> and she would get her hands on one end of the desk and sweep it and go, whoom! No and way. Everything goes into the papers going up in the air. Uh, everything uh, on the floor, paperweights, pencil sharpeners. Oh, my all God. Of the only thing that didn't go was she had a... She had a pencil, one of these pencils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was screwed. screwed in. Oh, you had to be, yeah. <laughs> it was screwed into the desk. Yeah. Wow. And when she did that, everybody would be like, ooh. Like, did a kid cause it or she just. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and then I remember when my sister had Mrs. Davies in yeah. second grade, which was two years later, yeah. she came home and burst into tears crying, oh. crying. Mrs. Davies screamed and threw everything off her desk. Still doing the same routine. <laughs> and I laughed in my sister's face, and my mother Pah! smacked me. Don't you laugh at you. I says, I'm not laughing at my sister. I says, that's what Mrs. Davies does. does. Yeah, she's still doing it. <laughs> wow. my sister took it personally. Yeah, yeah, like she you offended know? her or something. She, yeah. she used to get mad. And she used to pick. She liked me, but she would pick on me and say, Mr. Caputi! <laughs> you know, Mr. I'd say, what? It's not my last name. I said, if you, if what you're is your last if name? You're looking for Mr. Caputi. He's in the other class. There is no Mr. Caputi. That is too funny. That's hysterical. See, in my grammar school, St. Mary's of Nutley, New Jersey, mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough, John, to go to the same Catholic grammar school for nine years, K through eight. K through three for nine years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the next 16 were the rest of the grades. No, um, yeah. Same till, school as uh, same. the drummer. Sam the drummer. Sam the drummer, yeah. And? and uh, yeah, well, a lot of people apparently turned out pretty good because when I see these old-timers like Sam the drummer on Facebook, I mean, they're all very successful, and I'm like, yeah. wow. Everybody, like, that must have gave them a good springboard, a good education, yeah. but, you know, we had nuns, okay? So you might have had That's Mrs. Davies. You mean you did not have a good education? We had, had none. no, no. <laughs> we had nuns, plural, Sister Joseph, uh, Sister Anastasia, mm. you know, that it mm. was so short. The elusive Anastasia. Asia, that if she was going to smack you, and they were smacking kids, please get on your knees, Mr. D'Angelo, and you get down, oh. and it's whack, get up. On your knees. Uh, she, well, she was short, 
And she wasn't going to express oh. and use any uh, physical effort. Well, to... CCD, we had the nuns, and I can't remember this one particular nun. She was really a nice person, but yeah. she was as, as large as this table. And she had a girdle under her skirt. And whenever she walked, it would go, zoom, 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 zoom. And so I asked my mother, I says, why does Sister Mary, Mary McDonald or whatever, yeah, why yeah, does yeah. she... Why does why does she make that sound? She says it's her girdle. It's the material that <laughs> underneath works. rubbing each other. Yeah. Wow, it's too funny. <laughs> yeah, so that Catholic school upbringing was a little different, and you know, and then we moved to Cedar Grove, where we moved next door right. to you, and going to public school after everybody wearing the same clothes for nine years, you know, uniform. Mm-hmm. Walking down the aisle in single file, you were not allowed to walk as a class anywhere unless you were single file against the wall. All right, and you had to make those sharp left, sharp right turns. You did anything wrong, you got cracked. And uh, and then when we went to high school, it was like a free-for-all. Public school, I mean, there were kids punching each other. I mean, smoking in the bathroom, uh, fights. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? What, what is going on here? Yeah. Believe me, I quickly adapted. I don't, I, you know, in Cedar Grove, the Catholic school was 100 yards from our houses. Yeah. St. Catherine's yeah. 100 yards. Oh, yeah, right Two, there. Maybe, all right, 150 yards, yeah. right there. Yeah. And the kids that came out of St. Catherine's were some of the biggest ne'er-do-wells I could ever remember in my life. Wow. And I thought, well, how are, the, how are these guys and gals doing this? Because we were all scared of the, uh, there was the bishop, then there was the archbishop. The archbishop gave us... Uh, communion oh. oh my god i remember that oh my god i remember studying studying my ass off and the teacher said if the archbishop calls on you in front of everyone you had better know the answer to the question and i think mm. there were a hundred questions in a little aye, pamphlet aye, aye. and the first very first question i think is what is an angel mm. yeah but it had all the answers but you know Communion, what were we, six years old? Yeah, I, I yeah, we right? yeah, mean, yeah. And a hundred questions? I was scared shitless of this this person, and I'll never forget, because that was the same era that the original Star Trek was on, and when he came walking in, and everybody turned, we were not supposed to turn around, but I turned around and looked all the way down the alley at, at St. Catherine's, and he was coming in, and the sun was in at his back. Yeah. So he was just this large figure with a staff and the, the miter cap on his head. Sure. And it reminded me of that episode of Star Trek. Do you remember? Hail, hail, fire and snow. Call the angel. We will go. No. Hail, hail. All these kids on this planet were, were stirring up some kind of evil entity yeah, who looked like the archangel uh, the, not the archangel the archbishop oh, okay and as it turns out he was evil and leading them astray and he had killed all their parents oh wow but i was so afraid of this guy and he kind of reminded me of that guy wow and ooh, and then of course to just accentuate the splendor of the day i forgot that the pair of pants I put on, because I didn't want to go, and my mother says, hurry up, we got to be there in five minutes, get dressed. I was watching, you know, yeah. stuff on TV, and I threw on my pants and my shirt and blah, 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 I had to have a little jacket on over that, and I forgot that the pants that I chose were ripped. 
my ass was hanging out. It was ripped like this far, ripped uh, all the way down. And God. where were we in front of hundreds of parents? We were up at the the kneeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of those little marble gates. Yeah. And so our asses were to the to the crowd. Right? I could. I figured. Oh God. Oh, you know, we had we had our white. Did, when white did you realize it? Well, when I was up there in front, I, I was mortified. My ass was sticking out, and here comes the archbishop. <laughs> He's surely going to ask me. Oh, too funny. He never asked me anything. Yeah. He probably felt bad for you. Poor guy. He's got no slacks. Right. You know? So not only do we deal with nuns, but, like, you know, you talk about the archbishop. We had priests because the rectory and church were right across the street from the school. So when we would go out on the playground at lunchtime or something, like, there was a couple of priests that were downright mean. And they'd sit out there oh, yeah. and they'd be smoking their cigarettes and they had their cars parked on the street. So, you know, if you were a kid and you bumped into a car, hey, you sons of bitches. I'm like, <laughs> did he just go, get off of that car or I'm going to come down? Like, you know, like threatening us. I'm like, what kind of, what happened to right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit? You know, the name of the, you're supposed to, we're supposed to love you're one another, right? Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, you know, between that and the nuns would steal your baseball cards. You know how you used to flip cards? Of course. These nuns would say, who's flipping? And you'd go there, oh, come on. It's just going to be fun. You lost your baseball cards there? They took them. I'm like, what is she going to do with them? But, uh, you know, they were tough. Wow. It was very interesting, to say the least. Very interesting, to say the least. And very different. And, you know, listen, John, what about uh, public schools and charter schools now? There's a big push. Think of where education has gone from when we were kids to what they're teaching in, in schools now. I'm laughing because I watched the Joe Rogan episode. It was from 2015. Okay. With Jay Leno was the guest. Oh wow! I forgot how funny Jay Leno is. He's Joe quick. Rogan is a is a master interviewer and podcaster, but I, I don't. There's nothing funny about. I don't think Joe. He's too muscular to be funny. Well, I, I don't know. Right? I don't know. You know, but it doesn't seem funny. But Jay Leno was so funny. They started talking about clubs, and in mm -hmm. the old days. Clubs that were run by mobsters, mm. and uh, Jay Leno says, "Yeah, he goes. I was, I was playing some club. I, I don't know if it was Jersey or somewhere else, or maybe it was it was Boston. It was Boston." He says, "And uh, yeah, I walk in. Yeah, you know." Jay goes, "Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, I walk in. You know, and uh, and uh, one of the boys, you know, with his with his nose pushed over to his his opposite ear, says oh, to boy. me." He says, hey, listen, he goes, I like you. I know you're funny. He says, but uh, there's the Monsignors coming here tonight. Oh. He says, I don't want any profanity. You understand? He says, keep it clean. Get it? And Jay's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll so be clean. He, go, he goes up there, and he starts doing his gig, and he kept it clean. But what happened was the mobster let out an explicative, right? And the, pri the, the priest looks at him and goes, eh. <laughs> the next thing you know, the mobster has a fucking shit fit and starts screaming and yelling, I'll kick the fucking shit out of you. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and the whole place went silent. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the priest was like... Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. Funny. So, I think the point of the story was 
some of those guys were complete psychopathic. He actually said they were psychopathic killers. He goes, if you ever, ever doubted if those guys... Mobsters or priests? Would, <laughs> both, a joke. That was a joke, both. yeah. That's yeah. why they were so close. Yeah. Right? They were probably cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, to do any kind of harm another individual on the daily... I mean, that takes, you have to mentally be at a certain you place. you got to be here, twisted to begin with. Yeah. And in service to yourself, not others. Yeah, yeah, right? I, think, I think so. Yeah. Because that's one way to go down and, uh, you know, but I guess if you're going to excel at what you do, I mean, you, you, you want to do it right. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Whatever your career may be, you know? Uh, the old days, Phil. You know what I was just watching? What? One of my favorite YouTubers, Gerald Salente, the publisher of the Trans Journal. Very thanks to you. I just found out we about him. We didn't do a countdown, but that's okay. Come it's on, countdowns? Right. Yes, yeah, no. We're, uh, we're in on it now. Yeah. And um, I love how Gerald Salente. He's very eloquent. This is not his first rodeo. He's probably early seventies, but he looks terrific. He's eloquent. He's he's a genteel man, except for when <laughs> the topic just seems to you know, stick up his ass, and he will explode and start F-bombing those fuck faces. Out of nowhere. At, at, out of nowhere, yeah. It's like he's, you know, he forgot to take his, his lithium and his meds and whatnot, but he's hysterical, but he's spot on. And uh, the Trends Journal is all about current events and the economy and, you know, money issues and political issues. He's terrific, and he reminded me because he went, down memory lane about not just us in Nutley or Cedar Grove or Bloomfield where I came before I went to Cedar Grove but all across the United States and probably Canada too and for all I know maybe Australia you know in any given town there were stretches of storefronts with mom and pop retailers up and down and 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 that was it was wonderful. It was beautiful. And they almost always lived amongst the community. You know, they didn't travel, you know, an hour a day, you know, to put the keys in the door and open up. And then they treated the patrons like crap. No, they were, they were friends and relatives of the people from town. And whether that was the dry cleaners or the, you know, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the hardware store people. I have to tell you that I was in my 20s when I realized, wait a minute, why did, why did Cedar Grove Hardware close down? One of my favorite places to go to when I was a kid with my dad on a Saturday, because you usually had some kind of, to me, fun project, building something, right? We went to Neil Brothers Hardware, right on, on Route 23. It was down right on the, the corner of the entrance to the old AMP, where Cedar Grove Liquors was. It was Neil Brothers Hardware, and we knew everybody in that store. Going there was, it was fun. It was an event. What else was going on in life back then? Not much. And then years later, they sold out to, I guess, Nick Falco, and uh, it was Falco's Hardware, and then it became, I think, Cedar Grove Hardware. Uh, no, Cedar Grove Hardware was up the street. Cedar Grove Hardware became that hockey store. That oh, was yeah. up the street, Ed, a, bit, yeah, a little bit yeah. further south, and... Um, yeah, why did, why did the place close down? Wow. You know, and, and it really upset me. Then the bakery closed down. Then all of a sudden I hear that, you know, 
the pizza parlor closed down. It really, really disturbed me. And then it was, oh, oh, everybody's going to Home, Home Depot. Depot. Everybody's, you know, and then and then it turned out that, you know, the big box food distributors like Costco and BJ's, I can't remember, I think they came out in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. But all of a sudden, <coughs> you know, what we used to say was, they are never going to have food as good as what we get locally or homemade. Guess what? Guess what? You know something? I can't remember the, the brand. I won't say the brand, but they sell tube socks, underwear for men and women and everybody in between. And they sell stuffed salmon and roasted chickens. And it's pretty damn good shit. It really is. And I have to admit, I broke my dictum about not eating any food from Costco because it's it's all GMO shit that looks like it should be on a Broadway play stage set. It probably lasts six months and it's big and bright and beautiful. It's just too big to be real, you know. But I, um, you know, I part of part of what I realized was that my father was right. My father told me from the time I was 10, there's a force in this world that's looking to destroy the family and destroy the United States of America. He says, keep on a lookout for it and don't fall for it. And he said to me, and this is going to ruffle the feathers of some people, he said, it's coming at the young kids through sex, drugs, and rock and roll. He was right. 100%. I'm not saying that, you know, all rock and rollers are, you know, subversive, but even the Beatles, even the Beatles have been co-opted by the Illuminati because they took their shots with this, all of it, all of it from way, way back when. Well, let's look, John, let's go back. You go to any, oh God, any town, any bigger town, there is no more mom and pop stores, like you said. So you have the, you have all franchises now, yeah. even the food industry is all franchises, right? You go down, it's Smash Burger, so yeah. you don't have a hamburger place. It's uh, Uno Pizza or Pizza Uno or yeah. whatever. Uh, what's that? Right. Fire Coal? What's that guy? Coal Fire Pizza. Pizza, whoever that is. That's a franchise. So, the, And they just line our highways and our new, st new strip malls, you know, and they look great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then you have the not only the Home Depot, you have Restaurant Depot for restaurants. I remember a guy used to supply all the food uh, places, a guy, Pat, in Fairfield, New Jersey, out of a warehouse. He had the pencil behind his ear, and he had his little pad, mm -hmm. and he had, you know, if you owned a deli, right? And you need a ham. I got ham in the corner over there. It's yeah. five ninety five a pound. Yeah. And he ran that whole business. A, restu food, a food warehouse. Yeah. Restaurant, yeah. Restaurant Depot comes in, boom, he's gone. So this yeah. is what's happening now. Up and down the highway, you go to states down south, Virginia, well, not Virginia so much anymore, the Carolinas, and all those new strip malls, they all have franchises in yeah. there. There is yeah. nowhere for mom and pop. Right. So that's why I loved going into that location today in Roselle Park yeah. because it was back to our time. It was back to the yeah. 60s, 70s, right. just like you said where you same person has been there for 40 something years. Yeah, no, I don't know. 85 if, years old. I don't know if Stevens Cash and Carry in Wallington, New Jersey is still around, but more. That was a spot. Yeah. I, do you remember that place? I remember Stevens, absolutely. Yeah, my brother and I when we were doing the uh Cedar Grove Pool, you know, food concession, yeah. that's where we sourced most of the big items like Simplot 
French fried potatoes and, yeah. you know, the cold cuts and, and big, big, you know, industrial cans of peppers. We used to make sausage and peppers on the grill and all of that yeah. stuff. And, you know, we would get one of those big, huge U-boats, they're called, on, on wheels and sure. go down the aisles yeah. and boom, boom, all of a sudden it's piled up this big and it's, you know... Five hundred dollar order, but you got a load of shit back there, yeah. and then you had to run run back with it. At least for me, in an, a, a non air conditioned yeah. vehicle. Even like, remember in Nutley was Janet's shop, which was oh, a sure. big yeah. dress place, mostly yeah. women stuff, if yeah. not all. Right by uh, Close, center, and, uh, center, yeah, East, by the Dairy yeah. Queen. I mean, and but now you have. Um, and, uh, I'm trying center, Target Center and Franklin. Yeah, right? yeah, in a block, right. but now you have like Target. Marshalls, right. like all these big stores that are nationwide, if not yeah. worldwide, and, and it's just a right. different world. There's nothing personal. You literally become just a, now, a dollar. Know, now, somebody somebody could argue that they've gotten, the big corporate, big corporate conglomerates have gotten so good at designing and implementing these national chains that you really can't beat the product that they're selling. Like, and they have everything. You know, like, you know, uh, you know where it became really, really, really obvious was when we would go to Pennsylvania for these weekend hockey tournaments, and um, you know, all the parents were looking to go out to dinner after after a Saturday or sure. Friday night or Saturday night. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, freezing your ass off in the arena tournament thing. If you didn't have reservations from two days before, you were screwed. You were you were definitely pulling into a Wendy's or a Burger King or a McDonald's with you know with fifteen people, because it was the same cookie cut every ten miles on the highway. It was Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah. It was yeah. Um, any highway. They're all know, the same. Um, Friday Mag TGI Fridays. Magianos, Longhorn Steakhouse. You know other. You know damn yeah. well what I'm talking about. 100%. And you just couldn't. It was a cookie-cut roll right across the nation, east, west, north, and south. And the mom-and-pop people were screwed. They, yeah. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like the whole processed food industry. I was talking to somebody today by text because I, I shared the whole issue about Glyphosate, people, if you don't know what glyphosate is, the party's over, gang. It's time for you to look up glyphosate, G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E. Or, if you can't remember that, you didn't write it down, Stephanie Seneff, S-E-N-E-F-F, Ph.D. Look up Dr. Stephanie Seneff on YouTube. She has a whole series about how we are systematically being poisoned to death, and specifically with glyphosate, which is commonly known as Roundup. And I've had very intelligent mentors of mine kind of, you know, horn in on my post. I've been I've been railing against glyphosate for ten to twelve years on on social media, twelve years at least. And these very intelligent people would say, come on now, John, you know, you kind of sound like, you know, conspiracy theorist. I use glyphosate in my garden and around my house all the time and everybody's fine. Oh, so now it's only been about four years that me and people like me have been completely vindicated. 
Glyphosate is no longer suspected of being dangerous. It's no longer suspected of causing cancer. Glyphosate, Roundup, causes, causes, causes cancer. And every spring at the local bullshit depot, there it is piled up on pallets, you know, and now they have glyphosate 365, which means it doesn't get degraded in the soil. Do not use glyphosate. It is a, an amino acid glycine analog. It's an imposter puzzle piece to your body's mechanism. And when it gets incorporated into your mechanism, it fucks you up. It gives you cancer. And then you're fighting for your life. And one in two people have cancer today. When I was in medical school, when I graduated med school in 1990, a little bit older than the average bear because I went to dental school first, cancer was like one in four. Now it's, it's every other person. Thank you. Thank you, polystyrene, which is styrofoam. Don't drink anything out of styrofoam. And uh, don't use glyphosate. Ah, I know I went off on a tangent. We were talking about the old days, but yeah, that's all right. But, you know, but, but now it's everywhere. And the the video that I was sharing, and I think I sent it to you. Too, it's in my oatmeal, John. It's it. Well, look, I knew it was in every plant, on. vegetable, fruit that um, that we that we're growing and selling in the United States. It's banned in certain countries. Interestingly enough, mm. Vladimir Putin, that scoundrel. Banned glyphosate from Mother Russia. Good for you, Vladimir Putin. You're not having, you're not having the bullshit that the the West is killing people with. And I would say, hats off to here. You go, there you go. That's it, right? So um, it's all over everything. Eighty-five percent of the corn grown in the United States either has glyphosate doused onto it like all the other fruits and veggies, or they've genetically modified the corn so that they can say, we don't put glyphosate on our corn. Why? Because they've spliced genes into the corn that creates its own glyphosate. I'll be damned, that's fucking evil. Mm. So apparently, um, oatmeal, the glyphosate is actually getting absorbed by the pay product by the actual product itself, that is oatmeal. It's not the stems and, you know, and the leaves and the husks. It's the actual stuff that ends up in that little, you know, cardboard canister. Yeah, so right? innocent. Stuff that you put, you know, the boiling water over or whatnot. It's not just in the plants. It's soaked into those little tiny oatmeal flat little discs. Mm. So this particular physician's point was, Oatmeal is heavily fraught with glyphosate. Oh. What are you doing? So is coffee. The coffee beans are full of it. So if you can believe labeling that, you know, this is organic, that's organic. If you can believe it, okay, fine. If you've got the, um, the time and the patience to take samples without telling the lab, take it to a local um, tox toxicology lab and have them do uh, an analysis, a mass spectro, a mass spec, that's what we used to call it in college, mass spec 
and say, test for this, 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 this. And they'll put a little sample in this big, huge machine. And they'll tell you what toxins are in that sample. Mm. Could be your, your tap water. It could be something you bought at the store. It could be your, your raspberries, your strawberries, your blueberries. I'm just saying, I know I walk on a tangent, but, but, you know, this shit didn't happen when we were kids. And I also sent out a video the other day. I've long suspected it. Long, long, long. Where the fuck has Lyme's disease come from? When we were kids, we were neighborhood dogs. We played in the woods. We played on people's grass. We rolled around in our shorts. Nobody ever had a tick on them. And all of a sudden, everybody's got ticks, and the ticks harbor a disease that screws you up. People die. They're chronically and neurologically impaired. You've got to be on antibiotics for months and months, some people for the rest of their lives. Mm. Well, it turns out that there's an island off of New York. Hmm. Can't remember the name of the island. No, it's not Staten Island, where apparently... Nazi-esque bio-warfare labs incepted and created Lyme's disease and infused them into ticks and apparently released them up and down the north, north, northeastern seaboard. And I believe the first cases of Lyme's disease were discovered and named in Lyme, Connecticut. Correct. Yeah. That's what I heard. Too. So, so, you know... Um, a lot of this shit that we're lamenting over, I promise you it's intentional. Absolutely 100%. You think that the price of gasoline today is not intentional? Mm. It's intentional. Oh, we're getting late. We're getting late. Getting long in the tooth. Here, long bro. in the game. Uh, so the quick uh, synopsis is go organic. You know, pay almost yeah. double. If yeah, if you if you go can, organic, if you can believe it, and you know, I'll just throw in one more one more little topic that is just it's a gobsmacker, it's a gobsmacker. You know, the globalists, the globalists have of course con they control and coerce the uh, the elected officials or the stolen election officials, and they pass these bullshit rules and regs. But it never applies to the fucking globalists because they're all billionaires anyway. Do you think that Klaus... I bet Klaus Schwab doesn't even drive a fucking car. Mm. No. No, he probably... His ass, his filthy, disgusting fucking Nazi ass is probably carted around, you know, by some sure. bulletproof, bomb-proof limousine with, with, with a security detail. He better have a security detail. But... Um, Mm. Why right. were we talking about... Um, I don't know. You just said a organic, and then you said, oh, one more thing. Oh, 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 oh. Part of their plan, part of this New World Order plan, people, is to take... Well, Klaus Schwab says it publicly. You will own nothing and be happy. Really? Mm. Guess what, Klausy baby? Mm. Um... But where are they chipping away at very quickly under the guise of climate change being... Well, you know, they can't make up their minds. Either the greatest terroristic threat is either climate change or, or, or white conservative males, or both. Mm. Which, which is it, right? Um, they are going to do away with 
uh, fossil fuel driven powered vehicles by 2035. It's almost, it's almost 2023. That's the blink of an eye away. Look at all the articles and the videos on YouTube about people here, there, and everywhere, mostly in California, with EVs, electric vehicles. And now uh, the uh, powers that be are saying, well, due to the, um, you know, the power shortages, we, uh, we ask you not to charge your vehicles. Oh, oh, here it comes. So the ultimate plan is to get cull the population and kill kill uh, 75% of the population. And then the people that are left will be scooting around in um, mass transit. What does that mean? You can't go anywhere you choose. You can't because to get on the subway or the train, you're going to have to do a retinal scan or a facial recognition scan. Like or a palm. Fucking, they say like no. in fucking China, they've locked those poor people, those poor bastards up in those concrete high-rises with steel gates around the base of the building. And for them to get out and off the grounds of their literal prison, they've got to either do fingerprint, retinal scans, facial recognition, and now they're asking you your purpose. Passport, please. Your papers, please. Mm. Just like World War II all over again. Folks, the Nazis haven't gone away. They're in our face now. You better stop. Get your head out of the sand. Get your head out of your ass. Start becoming. There's a couple of caveats, and this is how we're going to alchemize this. One, become aware. Two, after you become aware, practice um, avoidance, not avoidance of your responsibility, but avoidance of the pitfalls that come with this bullshit, unelected New World Order. Understand that your politicians are not working for you. They're working for the New World Order. That's, that's as simple as that. Um, pray, people. Pray away this bullshit. Protect yourselves. Um, you better have uh, some source of heat at home. This is projected to be an extremely cold winter coming up. I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm just telling you that if you use my dictum to, to go to multiple, quote, um, internet truthers and then sift the sand for, for common denominators and what they're saying, it's supposed to be an extremely cold winter. There's going to be fuel shortages. Food shortages, we know, are on their way. Uh, put two and two together, people. The globalists want you to really believe that two and two equals five. It doesn't. So just like everything is asked backward and turned upside down, and the stars on the Republican logo, the elephant, are turned upside down, if you don't believe me, just look it up, right? People... Be ready to defend your families. Yeah. Be ready to defend and to sustain your families with an abundance of food and long-term drink, high water content foods. Go organic if you can. And, um, and pray, people, because the New World Order is satanic Luciferian. We win in the end. 
But don't get taken out of the game early, people. Don't get taken out of the game early. Amen, Phil. That's about oh, it. Great episode. A lot of fun and serious at the same time. A lot of information yeah. in that podcast, Johnny. Thank you for that. If you like what we're doing, please press follow, like. Subscribe, people. There it is. Kick the new world order in its, in its junk <laughs> because it's, you know, That's, it's there. Yeah, it's kick the weak him, spot. Kick them in the junk. Yeah. And, uh, and by doing that, you know, it just helps shed a little light, share the truthers that you trust. If you're watching this, you should be trusting us. Hell, you know, you think I'm kidding about this stuff? No, I've been around a long time. This isn't my first rodeo. So God bless. See you next time on the Jersey Alchemist. Peace.